0: Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. I saw something in here in the materials list about insulated fire brick. Uh, I currently own like four pallets of this stuff.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I I have, so for his plans, I actually had already purchased his J-tube. Um, okay. somebody, somebody else through his website sells that ceramic fiber board, uh, pre-cut, uh, all the pieces to make his J-tube. Uh-huh. Um, so that way you don't have to have higher shipping costs of, of ordering the, the larger sheets of it. Um, so I'd already bought that. I do have, um, I don't know, like 600 of those 2300 degree ceramic fiber bricks. Um, All right.
0: I, don't I know was. they ceramic fiber bricks.
1: Well, well, well uh, forgive me. Whatever they are, the, the uh, insulated the, fire. The, the, yeah, the white, the white insulated bricks are like rated for 2300. Okay. Um, I think that the white bricks
0: are mm-hmm. standard fire bricks. Which are rated for a very high temperature. Yeah. There is this orange stuff that's very
1: lightweight. Well these these are light. Oh, these right. are really yeah.
0: Really light. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're, like the, the insulated fiber. hmm The 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 only thing I wanna say is is that we bought four pallets of this stuff. And we were using it at a bunch of different projects, and almost mm-hmm. every project we used in kind of sucked. And we kind of yeah. started to come to the conclusion of like, all right, it it is far more insulative than Firebrick, which is not very insulative, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much about how insulative it is. And so we're kind of coming to the conclusion that uh, that stuff is – It's just crap insulation. Mm -hmm. It it does tolerate the high temperatures, but it just isn't very insulative. Right. Um, Now, granted, it would be great if somebody could do a bunch of tests between all these different materials and find out which is the best and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, we're not there yet. So at the moment, we're doing a lot of speculation down this road. Okay, Um, Yeah. yeah. All I'm I, saying I, is, it, uh, I thought I saw in the materials list something about this. There it is, insulated fire brick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, I mean, because w- what he uses for himself is that that uh, ceramic fiber board, um, and, and like I said, I I ended up purchasing that, so it would, you know, I I was thinking. Since that's what he's been using for all of his builds, I was kind of thinking that might last longer and perform better than, uh, the insulated, uh, bricks that I have. Uh, and it seemed to be that's, that was what he was saying in some of his stove chats that it was better. Uh, but he told me I could use those, the bricks that I would have, that I had, they would hold up. Uh, but I, I don't know, I, I just, I went ahead and I purchased that. And, of course, now you got me second-guessing it uh, (laughs) (laughs) because it sounds like maybe the fiberboard isn't as good as we've wanted it to be.
0: um, I I, I need to pour maybe sauce all over all this stuff. Yeah. These are my speculations. Okay. And um, to some people, my speculations have weight. And to other people, I'm a raving lunatic. And so mm-hmm. you didn't trust anything I ever said. So, um, if I'm going to be building a bunch of rocket mass heaters, which I'm totally going to be doing in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm going to go with my speculations. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, and I, the insulated fire brick that we have here, which is orange, which may be completely different from what you have.
1: It, it definitely is because what I have is not. Orange. Okay. Um, so I, I mean, know the stuff, but it's it's really soft stuff, uh, and it, you know, I, you scratch it up, it'll turn into a powder real quick. Yeah. Um, Sounds
0: like the stuff I got, except mine's orange. Yeah.
1: So my but what I
0: I, I predict I, now that what I have is exactly the same as what you have, only it's okay. completely different.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. because it's just orange.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, but at, I'm, at this I've, point, we weren't going to put that in the... Because like I said, I, I, I bought his, his j Um And since we had all those bricks, I, I was kind of thinking of... We were talking about building a kiln at some point to to make our own pottery and stuff in the future. So I thought, well, we'll just use those for that. Of course, now you get me wondering if they'll, they'll work for that. <laughs> we'll find yeah. out. See... Um... Hmm.
0: You're, you did, you've done all this research, you bought the plans, you bought these materials, mm-hmm. and then you uh, foolishly gave me money to yes. talk to you about rocket mass heaters, <laughs> and I'm going to give you a different opinion. And now you're, you're all super confused. And yep. um, I mean, when Matt Walker sits down and builds a rocket mass heater, he knows what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. When I sit down and build a rocket mass heater, I know what I'm going to do. And these are two different things. Mm-hmm. And now you gotta decide which which path you want to go. Um, there's gonna be uh, all kinds of bits and bobs, ups and downs, and ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And, and you gotta make your own decisions with the with the information that you got in front of you. Okay. So. Um, <clears throat> and uh-huh. uh, I don't. I, I, I'm curious about so many things about how our current designs are going to compare to Matt's current designs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Matt is upgrading his stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah it sounds like because you're talking to him and getting all this, you know, free advice from him and stuff like that. You're getting his latest and best knowledge. So, um, I think all of that is, is great, great, great. And of mm-hmm. course, then of course there's all the people out in the forum at Permies, in the Rocket Mastery mm-hmm. Forum at Permies, and then there's all the people that are out in the Donkey 32 forums. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like there's all those people. Mm-hmm. And so which one of those? And they've all got their own designs too. And so, yeah. you know, now, like, for example, there was a dude here years ago. I want to say six years ago seven mm-hmm. years ago, six, I want to say six and a half years ago. And uh he wanted to build a rocket mass heater up in Allerton Abbey. And um what he built was awful. And then he was getting advice from five different people. And what he built was super complicated. And then Peter Vandenberg arrived and Peter made a bunch of modifications to, to try to make it better. And, and what Peter mm-hmm. did made it better but I think it still didn't quite work, work right and we ended up tearing it out. Mm-hmm. Um and uh that's unfortunate. Um and that guy put so much time into working on that. And it's kinda like I really wish he hadn't. But okay. You know, there there we are. Um uh all right, let's let's move into talking about because basically you're asking me what's my opinion for what you ought to
1: do. Well, uh, yeah. I yeah. I was just kind of curious of some of your your opinions on that stuff. I, I guess probably mostly wanted to to focus as far as the rocket mass heater stuff went on some of the, oh, I, I guess it's kind of the effectiveness of it and how often you need to fire it and stuff. Because listening to you, it sounds like, it doesn't use hardly any wood and you don't fire it very often. But I, I also spent time on Peter's website looking at his designs. Uh, and, and like all his stuff is like based off of two firings a day. And from listening to some of Matt's stove chat, he's, he's kind of like, um, they're, they're not that crazy efficient. Uh, that they're sometimes said to be. And I, I guess I, I kind of wonder, so we won't be using it as a seat. We'll be, it'll be sitting across the room from us. Uh, and I, I do kind of, there has been some, a little bit of concern, uh, as to how, cause I, I totally get how comfortable would be if we were sitting on it. But if we are, you know, across the room from it, how comfortable we feel, uh, from the heat being put off by it and how much am I realistically going to have to fire that? You know, and of course you've kind of already to some degree said maybe every other day.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. I've got a couple more things. That's right. Okay. I live in Montana.
1: I know. Yeah. Well, that's, I I listened to Mm -hmm. you talk about being in Montana, half of wood and one of your windows frozen open. (laughs) And I was like, That sounds great. (laughs) So also, uh, not only am I in Montana, so
0: it's a, a, you know, kind of famous for a cold. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that um, like where I'm sitting right now talking to you, I'm I'm sitting in my office, Mm -hmm. which is in the Fisher Price House. This is a 1,300 square foot building. I think it's 1,350. But, um, and then what I do is, is sometimes I keep my office door open and I, I can see the barrel mm-hmm. from my office, which is in the living room. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to guess it's, I'm going to guess it is twelve to fifteen feet away. Okay. And um, and sometimes I kind of have my office door. Opened, but I don't have line of sight with the barrel. So it's the, my office door is kind of open, kind of closed, kind of in between. So I don't have line of sight with it. But, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm far enough away from it that, um, I, I kind of feel like I'm not benefiting really from the radiant heat factor. And so what I am exclusively getting from it. Is convected heat. Okay. Zero point six zero cords of wood for an entire winter. So that's a four by four by four box loaded with wood heaped. That's not a very big box, mm-hmm. right? That's that's like maybe the kind of cardboard box that uh that uh, a clothes dryer comes in. In fact, I think it might even be smaller than that, but, <laughs> but it's like, okay, something in that order. All right. Mm-hmm. So if I had a box the size of a clothes dryer and it was filled to heaping, that's the amount of wood that we heated this house with, which is, it's a three bedroom house through a particularly cold Montana winter. Um, I don't think this house is particularly well insulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't even have winter curtains on a single window in the house. So, um, it's kind of like, all right. And, and we don't have like, uh, an enclosed front porch, like a mudroom on the, off of the front door, which most homes in Montana have that. Mm-hmm. So that way when you come in and out, you kind of, go into the space that's kind of half the temperature between the house and the outdoors. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we we don't have that. So if anybody opens the front door, you feel all the cold from outside. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's all these things that we could do to improve our efficiency of our heating system. The other thing is, is that I believe that if we didn't have the rocket mass heater in here, that we would use, uh, if we had a conventional wood stove, we would use six cords of wood, and in the morning it would be really cold. Right. And so we would use ten times more wood, and our mornings would not be nearly as comfortable. hmm So I don't know. The trivial amount of wood that we use to heat this space is rather amazing. I think I've been to Matt's place. Mm-hmm. I am not. I I suspect his place might might be bigger. It might be the same. I'm not. I am not sure. Mm-hmm. But his place is is older. I believe. If I and my memory is real shaking on this. Mm-hmm. It might it might actually be insulated even worse than this place. So. um and for Peter, I'm not sure what he's doing. Maybe, maybe Peter's like, Oh, the temperature dropped two degrees. So I'm going to make another fire. Right. That's why he's running two fires a day.
1: Maybe I'm not sure. See, I, I always kind of, one of the things I kind of wondered, I guess, on some of that was I've heard you, you and Ernie discuss a lot of, uh, talking about it being too efficient that uh people don't believe it. And so then I kind of wonder, like, okay, so are some of these other guys throwing out numbers that just sound uh more realistic to people? If they but are, are true? they are fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. okay? Okay. If that's what yeah. they're
0: doing, I think that okay. they're fucking brilliant. So um in which case you're right, you're trying to make these comparisons between the three of us, yeah. And maybe they're like, you know, down downplaying their hand, you know, because you know, um that whole one tenth of the wood thing just sounds fucking nuts. Right. So um maybe they're getting maybe their results are just as efficient as mine, but uh they're 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 playing it down. Maybe that's what's going on. And if they are, good for them. That is smart. That is smart.
1: So, so I, so I guess like with my house, and assuming potentially that I do go ahead with Matt's plans, I should need less wood than you use, being smaller. Um, um, so so that kind of goes into like some of my site design issues, as is, because uh, I. I I was kind of wondering if I should uh, – there's there's a, an area of my property I was wondering if I should grow that as essentially a forest that I would coppice for the firewood for this thing. Because I, I don't really have a good concept of how many trees come down to make the amount of wood necessary per year.
0: How many acres do you have?
1: I've got 3.1. And you got some trees on it right now. I've got about an acre of it that is currently trees. Okay.
0: I think that you don't ever have to knock down even one tree ever for firewood. Okay. It's, instead, there's gonna be branches that are gonna fall down. Mm-hmm. There might be a tree that dies and falls over and it's like in your way. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's gonna be stuff like that and then you're gonna be thinking like <clears throat> maybe I can build something out of that and if if you're not gonna or whatever, like maybe I'll bucket up in a firewood then. Mm-hmm. This is where your firewood's gonna come from.
1: You're gonna okay. plenty.
0: <laughs> now okay. if you're running a conventional wood stove, oh yeah, this is a whole different story. But just the stuff that naturally falls off those trees, mm-hmm. you're gonna have more falling off your trees than you need to keep your home warm. Okay. So you're gonna find other functions for all that wood coming off those trees. Okay. This is not a worry. Okay. Okay. Now um let me I wanna circle back mm-hmm. and say we we're building this thing that we call the SLarium. It might be a a little smaller but not much than your space. Mm-hmm. We're going to put in a six inch pebble style system J tube. Um, and it'll have a, a standard steel barrel. Mm-hmm. Although we might go, instead of going with a 55 gallon drum, I think we're going to go with a 120 pound grease skin, which, which I've learned is uh, 16 gallons. So it's kind of like a skinny drum. Okay. And uh we're thinking about going with that, but we haven't decided for sure yet. Um, but that's one of the things that's gonna be built during the jamboree. Uh but the we find that the pebble style goes together pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And uh and if we ever change our mind about something later, it's it's pretty easy to modify. Um brick not gonna be as quick to be able to modify that. Right. Um, plus, if you're going to do a stratification chamber and the stratification chamber is defined by brick, how well is that sealing for you? Well, I guess it doesn't matter all that much because the, cause the rocket mass heater goes uh pressure negative yeah. about a minute,
1: so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of... From one of his, his older videos he put out, I think that was kind of one of his thoughts on it is, is it, it just, it pulls so well that even if you weren't perfect at sealing it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but of course if we, if we do the, the mosaic pebble on the outside, I don't yeah. see how we could not be sealed. Yeah, it would be double sealed. Yeah. I mean, if a crack
0: happened in, in yeah. your stuff, which may come from putting too much weight on your cement thing, mm-hmm. um, then it's it would probably be that the crack would happen in such a place that it would be in the bricks and in the mosaic. Oh uh, okay. Yeah. But um so that would be a thing to be thinking about. But again, I don't I don't think you've got anything to worry about. Okay. Myself.
1: Um <clears throat> Uh, so I, I guess as far as the, the rocket mask goes, I guess I only really only have one more, uh, question, uh, which kind of, I want it more in your, your videos, your DVDs on that, that, uh, I can't remember what you call it, but I'm going to call it the bubble thing. It was uh, that the, the thing that went around the opening to the firebox uh that was sort of on the oh. day two that was wider. Uh, oh, right, cause, that. Because I don't recall you giving the details of how to build it, but it sounded like it was a thumbs up, we should do this more often.
0: Well, okay. First of all, that's the one in the library, which uh-huh. has all these experiments on it all at once. And we learned so much from that one in the library. hmm and during the jamboree this year, it's on the list of things to do, but it's lower on the list. Well, I'm not sure if we're going to get to it or not, but we're going to rebuild that rocket mass heater. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bubble's been taken away. Ernie kind of slapped that together in like, I don't know, half an hour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was experimental. And so it was like, this is, this is actually really cool for this rocket NAS heater, but you know what's, the thing is, though, is on that rocket mass heater, it never had a really powerful draw like the one in the Fisher Price House. Okay. And so it's like, you know what's way better than having a bubble is having a powerful draw. Okay. And then it's like, why have a bubble? It's just in the way. It's just annoying. And so I I think because it's like um there's all these experiments that we've done and different people advocating different things. And there's a lot of people advocating different things who have never built a single rocket mass heater. And it's kind of like, I want to say I've tried a ton of these things, and I kind of feel like a lot of those things that people think are really important or whatever are really stupid. And so and I've kind of I've I've gone on about a lot of these in the podcast. But I gotta say that I do like the bubble on that Rocket Mass Eater. It's mm. on now. It was nice when it was there. But what I want to do is rebuild that Rocket Mass Eater so it has a much stronger draw. Okay. And then um <clears throat> because it has a much stronger draw, uh it's gonna um uh no longer need the bubble. It'll start easier, it'll be more forgiving to Gilligans. Um, and uh it'll it'll run stronger, burn hotter, burn burn wood faster, store more heat in the mass, stuff like that. Okay. Um, I I I so I think that uh the bubble was a crutch I guess. That you. system that was working not as well. I mean, it was for the standards of the time it was built. It was like working pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty, pretty good rocket mass eater. Mm-hmm. But the one in the Fisher Price house hadn't come online yet. And then it's like, holy shit, this is, this is like a whole different thing. This thing is ten times nicer to operate. I want to, I want, I want to make the one in the library work as nice as the one in the Fisher price house mm-hmm. and, and then ditch the bubble. Okay. there's no bubble in the Fisher price house. We never need one. We never want one.
1: Okay. Yeah. So there, <laughs> That's, that sounds good. Um, I think so we're yeah, running out
0: of time. Do you have one more question?
1: Uh, you know, I, I would probably better to wait. So for the next time, cause I, uh, Everything else would just go into site design. It'd go totally off topic.
0: <laughs> well, good luck making this decision. It, it ain't going to be easy. You <laughs> yeah, know, you've got infinity in front of you, and yeah. you got to make this decision. <laughs> and uh, you, you've talked about three different, three radically different artisans in this space. Yeah, and we're each going to build something totally different. But it sounds like, I mean, you got er. Ernie and Erica's book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've gone through that. Man, you have, you have, uh,
1: you have collected a lot of knowledge there. I, I have. There's, I think I, cause I was supposed to build it this year and it didn't work out. I was supposed to have built it last year and it didn't work out. <laughs> and I spent the whole year before that planning. So it's, this has been a, a three year project and sometimes I feel like um, I'm not further in my, in my thoughts on it, you know. You've heard uh, me
0: talk about Mike Ayler when he consults the great potato. No, I haven't. Okay. All right. So here's, here's these, Mike calls this consulting the great potato, but I've heard of other people doing this and they don't have a name for it. But what it is, is that you take a coin and you look at it and you say, okay, I'm going to go with, Plan A or plan B? And I'm going to do whatever the coin says. I mm-hmm. am committed. I am and with, to my core. I have convinced my core I will do what the coin says. And so flip the coin. You look at the results. And then you sense, did your innards go, oh, good. Phew. That was close. Or did it go, ah, shit. Flip it again, buddy. Flip it again. Yeah. Okay. So basically what you're doing is you're fishing out your innards to find out what your subconscious is thinking about all this. You know? And it's mm-hmm. like, if you go with one way, it's going to be like, oh, good. Oh, this is great. I am so glad I made this choice. And if you go with the other one, it's mm-hmm. like, damn it. Beavis, what the hell's wrong with you? And so, um, let's find out what the innards are thinking there and and this is what Mike Aler refers to as consulting the great potato,
1: okay, all right, i uh, yeah, I like thats good idea, <clears throat> well, it's
0: Mike's idea, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to take credit for it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's dead, he's not gonna know he's with the great potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, cause I, I, I definitely want to do it my way, mm. but boy, I have such great
1: respect for Matt. Yeah. He's uh, done a lot of good work, it seems. Um, uh, and I've also heard you talk before in the podcast, maybe we should be doing more of what he's doing. Cause he seems to be a step ahead sometimes. Um, uh,
0: it's mighty fine cooktop he's got there. That looks yeah. nice. Yeah, people sure do seem happy with it. Hmm. But I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I I mean, mm, Cobb, uh, stratification chambers. In fact, uh, mud has a. Uh, as a stratification style that I find kind of interesting. And we've been calling it, uh, what are we, what are we calling it? The juice box. We call it the juice box. I, he showed me the design. I gave it the name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got an eight inch duct and in a, in like a six inch rocket mass heater. So this eight inch duct is trying to act like a stratification chamber. Okay. And then you get to the vertical exhaust. So, so just before the vertical exhaust, you're going to have a vertical clean out thing. So you're going to put a T in your eight inch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then immediately after that, you're going to have like a four inch exhaust on your six inch system. And this is something that Mud and I agree on. And we're going to be doing a lot of this at our, at the Jamboree. But you're going to poke a four inch hole in the top of that eight inch duct. And then you're going to slide this four inch stovepipe into that hole until it's about an inch and a half from the bottom. Mm-hmm. So um the idea is, is that we've got a four inch exhaust on the six inch system with eight inch duct. And so, but basically this straw goes through the top of the stratification chamber to within an inch and a half of the bottom of your stratification chamber. It's a little bit like putting the straw into a juice box. You know how those little juice boxes come with a little stabby straw? Mm -hmm. Like that! So, the thing is, is that there won't be as big of a stratification chamber as what you're going to get with mat stuff. Right. Mat stuff also doesn't have as much mass. So mm-hmm. because it's just his stratification is stratification in here. Right? Yeah. And so he's got more room for those hot gases to kind of, you know, stratify and stuff like that. Mhm. Um all right. So uh um I kind of wonder if you add more mass somehow to Matt's design. Uh-huh. If you might be able to go two days between fires instead of having to have a fire every day.
1: Well that would be that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um so if I did your juice box thing inside of Matt's design and then sort of filled in the brick with cob, uh You think I might get two days out of it?
0: I'd have to, I'd have to think about his design some more. Okay. But I would, I don't think I would try to do that. I think I'd use the cob to like, um, I would make a thicker top uh of the cob. And I'd probably try to add some thickness to the walls. But I kind of think that, with Matt's design, you ha- you do have a deeper stratification chamber than I have with my juice box design. Uh-huh. Mud's juice box. I should I right. Mud. It, I just I just gave it the silly name. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh and more stratification I think is going to make the system more efficient. Okay. But then you'll have you'll have added a little bit more mass. But it, again, it's, it's speculative.
1: Kind of like I, I was going to do anyway with the pebbles, uh, on the outside, but also make the, the tops thicker. So, I mean, a pebble, a pebble design works a completely different way. No, 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 the, like the putting the pebble mosaic the on the mosaic, outside, on, on the brick, yeah. because the that would add a lot of extra mass. Yeah, how thick of a mosaic are you thinking? Well, so I, I, I guess I'm thinking, you know, it, it would he told me to use a quarter inch thick of the mortar. Uh and then we were I, I was kind of thinking smaller uh pebbles, probably not really big. Okay. Um I I don't know, quarter half, half, quarter to half dollar size, I don't know. It, oh,
0: oh, oh, quarter to half dollar. I was saying quarter inch. The half inch. Oh, okay. You're you're thinking some blue bricker.
1: Cool. 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 Yeah. Just, just something that we could make potentially a fun pattern in. Sure. Uh, You know, I mean, I maybe we won't do a mosaic. If you know, so I mean, I mean, definitely, definitely just a stone outside that's not the red brick probably. But I was kind of thinking it might be fun to, to like lay out uh, some sort of design. In the pebbles. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. There's all these different ideas flying around, and uh, yeah. And there, I've got all kinds of guesses and stuff about all kinds of things, and uh, um. All all I can say is is that, uh, like the best system that we have is this one in the Fisher Price house, um and. I, I am, I already am overflowing with ideas on how to improve it further. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, but I, I do feel like we're doing really good at 0.60 cords of wood on a, on a particularly cold Montana winter and a Mm -hmm. house of this size. So your house is less than half the size of this house.
1: Yeah. Yours is newer. It's probably it's, better it's, insulated. It's actually pretty ridiculously insulated. The walls are like nine inches thick with with insulation. So
0: I think that there's a good chance that um, if you build a six-inch system using – well, yeah, a six-inch J-tube using your stainless steel barrel and a pebble-style system – um, and you've got, like, well, anyway, blah, 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 blah. I I think that you're going to be able to heat your home with less than half the wood that I'm using here. But I've got yeah. all these ideas where I want to do another test one winter, and I hope to get it to half the wood that we're using yeah. now. And uh by making improvements to the structure as well as making improvements to the rocket heater. So... Um, but, you know, I've got so many ideas floating around in my own head about my own stuff, and my own designs. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, trying to mix those in with Matt's designs, I kind of feel like it's going to just be confusing.
1: Right. So, um, if, if I may, uh, cause I, I know we're, running, we're pretty much out of time, but, uh, with Matt's design, what, what are your thoughts on the clearance to the wall? Uh, the wall's thought, wall is wood. He don't, thought – The wall is wood. He thought – Don't four, tell me what he thought. Let me okay, – okay. <laughs> okay, i to already it away. I was going to say, Sorry. let me make a
0: guess, and then let's <laughs> see how far off I am from Matt. Yeah. <coughs> uh, so we, I would, I'm would. i going to say four inches,
1: how close yeah, they right. might have had. Yeah, right
0: uh, on. No, he, I was, I would say, uh, yeah, three to six. Okay. Um, so, because if, there's going to be some heat coming up. like those bricks yeah. are going to get to be too hot to touch, right? Right.
1: Well, and so kind of w- what I had thought to improve the convective currents, I had thought about putting, uh, a piece of steel on the wall, uh, about an inch gap away from the wall. And then up off the floor a little bit so, so heat could flow around it uh, so that the bricks would, would heat that metal and air would flow all the way around the metal to, to improve the circulation of the house. I, I didn't know if that would be good or not, but I, I figured that would decrease the space of the brick to the wall and then also it would decrease it by putting the pebbles on the outside because it would be cooler to the outside. It would take long for the heat to get through the pebble. But I, I, I think he was still thinking four inches with all of that. Okay. The sides of the barrel
0: on my barrel, on the stainless steel barrel, I haven't measured them in years, and I haven't certainly can't remember what the numbers were, but I'm just going to make a wild guess. Mm-hmm. On the top edge of the barrel, it's going to be putting at about 600 degrees. Now, if that heat radiates to your wood, that's going to be real bad for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Those bricks on his system, 155 degrees is my guess. I'd I'd love to hear what Matt says.
1: I think... I have to go back and reference his emails. I think he said his top, the top bricks, uh, maybe 200, 250 wow. uh, during the fire, like when it's you know really blazing. Yeah. Uh, but it wouldn't necessarily stay there long, and it shouldn't get over 250. But probably would be about 200.
0: Wow. Okay. So a lot higher than I was guessing. All right.
1: Fair there cool but that that's only the top half though no 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 that's yeah.
0: that's that's where we got it like what's the hottest brick right yeah you know that's that's good info that's good info so 250 versus 600 mm-hmm. so it's like all right so this 250 radiates out i mean i kind of feel like if you've got a 60 watt light bulb pointed at your wood wall and you tried to take the temperature of the light bulb pointed at your wall, like of the bulb. I kind of wonder what that temperature would be. Hmm. I'll bet it's something like three fifty, four hundred, 400, something like that. And I kind of feel like if that's pointed at your wall and you are, Four inches away hmm eventually that wood is going to turn to flaky crap which is more likely to ignite mm-hmm. so so badness mm-hmm and so I kind of feel like four inches is not enough, but I also think that that's a higher temperature than what those bricks are gonna get to right so Yeah, at four inches and it's two fifty And that would be I'm with thinking the heat you're gonna shield. be I'm thinking Oh it's four inches
1: with a heat shield. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With with so so a heat shield maybe a gap. But one is inch Matt the wall. is Matt saying with a heat shield or is that just you? I I I believe I, I I'd have to again i have to go back and read all the things, right? I, I I believe I asked him how close I could get with the heat shield. Uh, with a, the heat shield being an inch away from the wall, and he said four inches. Uh, huh. But I think he was being very conservative as to not burn my house down. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I was going to go with four inches without the heat shield. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Now so- the cyclone heater did not have a heat shield, and the mm-hmm. and uh, it was a wood wall behind it, and that was probably. Four or five inches. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's basically brick with a plaster layer. Okay. So, um, uh, but it's also like a four inch batch box system. Mm-hmm. So it has, uh, probably less overall heat that it could carry than what you're about to do. You're about to do a J-tube system, and I imagine you're going to do a six-inch J-tube. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah i would be six-inch.
0: Okay. So, um, um, yeah, about the same, really. About the same amount of wood being burned at one time. But, but yours is going to be spread out more mm-hmm. than the Cyclone was. The cyclone was pretty tiny, pretty small, pretty tight package, so um yeah, I'm gonna say four inches without a heat shield, and then if you have a heat shield one inch away, then this brick stuff can come within an inch of that heat shield, okay. Now this is again a lot of speculation, but I'm I'm using the information of a high temp of 250 with that brick, and so um so that's a that's a radiant heat source of 250 degrees, which which isn't an an enormous amount. Mm Hmm. Um. Whereas the barrel that's putting out 600. And you're not going to have a heat shield. I would, you earlier said 18 inches and I'm going to come up with a different number because it's a six inch system. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 12 inches for a six inch system. If it's an eight inch system, then yeah, I think 18 inches. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. And with a heat shield, a whole lot less. And with a heat shield,
0: I think you could do, three inches away from the heat shield which is one inch away from the wall. Okay. Which I think is pretty close to what we're doing inside the library right now. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah. Now I think I've qualified my stuff pretty thoroughly throughout everything. Like I'm I think, I'm guessing, stuff like that, you know. So I'm very, very speculative. But I I have built a few of these. Yeah. And I've also been in the company of many people building a lot of these. Mm -hmm. And we've had a lot of conversations about all this stuff. And I think I got my head wrapped around it pretty good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think part of it, too, is, is like if you start running this and you start testing the temperature behind the heat shield and the temperature behind the heat shield is anything over 120, I think you gotta rethink this. Mm-hmm. You might need a double heat shield or something. But I'm gonna guess that the temperature behind the heat shield is gonna be something closer to 90. Okay. And so you're gonna be very safe. Okay, good deal. Heat shield's real effective. Alright. I, I think we're yeah we're way past time now yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit. All right. hey, if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about rocket mass heaters, homesteading and permaculture all the time.
1: Don't forget go out to patreon.com/ Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.